Mountain Dew, what's new? Stay tripping like Fiji, overalls. Direct snap to Michael Carter, it's a reverse. Rolling right, Braxton Berrios, tucks it under, runs right, at the goal line. He's in, that's a jet touchdown. Knock you up and send the door like a knock-knock jump. Wilson takes the snap and drops back, looks left, fires one right, instead, up by Berrios, turns up field, reaches the ball out, touchdown! Braxton Berrios catches the front right pylon. And the Jets on back-to-back Barrios touchdowns open the game. Two for two on offense, and they retake the lead. Up in there, face Wilson fires and leaping with the catch to the 20. Braxton Barrios. Young MCs on the mic, keep them strong. Wilson fires in the middle of the field, sliding with the catch. I'm humped. Check your temperature. You're not. Flag on that. That's his part. Down to the one-yard line, it's Keelan Cole. Make him drop. Face is grooving, bodies are moving. Y'all want to tune in to see what we doing. So call up the 90s and give them a ring. Told them they might just have the next big deal. What he did! Zach Wilson keeps it. I don't think he got it. There wasn't much room there. And it wasn't a short yard either. There was, there was a lot there. The Buccaneer defense with the game on the line. He has time. Catch made for the first down, but only to the 30-yard line. It's Tyler Johnson. Snap, Brady. Fires open at midfield to the 45, and inside the 45 is Tyler Johnson. 49 seconds counting. No spike from Brady. Clock running. Sideline throw. He needs to get out of bounds, and he does it. Cyril Grayson. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Arios trying to pitch. The Bucks are on it. And that's how it goes. 28-24, Brady. Another comeback. Another beating of the Jets. to the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett and Robbie Sabo. Welcome back, Jets fans, and oh, so close. Uh, the Jets really deserve this one, but they drop the game to Tom Brady in what's probably going to be his last game at MetLife in northern New Jersey against the Jets on the road. Uh, they drop it 28-24. A tough one. Zach Wilson was tremendous. LaFleur played, uh, LaFleur called a great game. 
Ulbrich called a great game. The defense had Brady on the ropes. He was not in his element, even though he threw for over 400 yards. But once again, he comes away the hero. He gets it done when it mattered most. And one man who was in the building was Wayne Krebet. Wayne, how was everything tonight? Everything is great. How are you? Pretty good. Um, yeah. You know, feeling for the for the youngsters because they really deserve that one. Uh, but they hung in there. They played well. You know, save for a couple moments plays. They should have came out on top of this one. Yeah. I mean, they started off great. Obviously, I had to lead at halftime. But, uh, you know, the feeling in the crowd was the excitement. Like, are we really going to do this? And, uh, you know, we believed. They certainly believed the way they were playing. But uh, I think the young guys, you know, really showed out. Uh, it's a shame that Michael Carter, you know, had the, uh, the early injury. But uh, all the other guys filled in. Yeah, Carter, that was a tough one. Fant, too. Fant didn't return. Um, can you imagine this offense with Carter, Moore, and Wilson, and Berrios, too? A lot of people are catching on now. Berrios is a good receiver. He, he's really shifty. He's really quick. We talked about him at length uh, last week. But he's really coming on the scene. Yeah. He made some great plays. You know, he's making something out of nothing sometimes. And he, like I said, I complained last week about my pet peeve about people coming up short on uh, first down conversions. And he, he's got a knack for being across that line and getting the first down. Uh, and I think Zach believes in him a lot. And that rapport they have right now, I think they're, they're the best connection there is. I know he kind of had an early connection with Corey. Uh, and then on to Elijah, but uh, Braxton is showing what, uh, you know, why he deserves a, a long-term contract. Yeah. For the, for the last couple of summers in August, he's, you know, he's been one of the Jets best players at camp and Wilson trusted him the most in August. We talked about it uh, this past summer. How about that touchdown on the out route? I don't think people appreciate it enough it, the way he caught it. And was able to pivot and not step out of bounds and score that touchdown. That was a ridiculous one. Yeah. He's got, uh, you know, it's, running those routes, it's an art art form. Uh, and I think he's picked up on that through the years he's been in the league. Uh, and he's only going to continue to get better. Yeah. Th there was a third quarter run he had on, on an end around, and it, it just showcased his vision. It was ridiculous. 11, 12 yard gain. You know, he's like, he's like that perfect X factor. He can play all positions. Uh, he can carry the ball, catch it. And there's a rumor that they've begun contract negotiations. I didn't look into it too deeply, but a lot of fans are calling for that now. Uh, Zach Wilson, tremendous. I mean, the, yeah, the stats again, just over 200 yards, I think 230-something. Uh, stats again aren't overwhelming, you know, especially when you're looking at Brady, but it, he threw with anticipation, zip. He flipped his brain to the confident side. And that was the thing. He was never an inaccurate quarterback. He just needed to get the confidence to, to actually start playing his game. And it's really happening. I mean, that Yeboah uh, strike low, low placement, which was perfect. Don't lead him into the safeties. Yeboah down the seam was a beautiful one. He had a couple beauties. Yeah. Uh, briefly back to the Barris thing on that uh, handoff. He ran that like it was a kickoff return. Yeah. You know, just kind of hitting the seam. And they just got clipped him on the ankles. Great thing about him is he expects to score. I felt the same way. I expect to score on every catch, and you're trying to, and he's doing that. There's no, like, going out of bounds, diving at the defender's ankles. But Zach, you know, he showed some great poise in, in the pocket. Um, he didn't run as much as I thought he would. He actually had the uh, prop on him for over 18 yards. I was like, <laughs> the way he ran the week before, there's no need to, though. 
Right. But the one pass, you know, I saw a uh, replay of was that one to Keelan down towards the end zone. You know, just kind of like looked like something that Brady was doing. Just a tight hole and, and thread it through there. And, um, you know, it, it's a shame that the season's coming to an end because I'd like to see how he'd continue to grow with the offense. But certainly a lot of cause for optimism going into next season. Yeah, the, the offense has really figured it out, huh? I mean, LaFleur is calling a perfect game. They, they really, and the offensive line, a lot of backups in there, yet they handled Tampa's front early. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was, he was not on the duress. You know, he was able to stay in the pocket. I thought, you know, he might be uh, back there running for his life a little bit, but they yeah. uh, With blocked too. him well. And, uh, you know, got the ball out of his hand quickly. Uh, like I said, this is this year is talking about a learning experience for all these young guys, and just you know, LaFleur getting used to Zach and them, you know, working together. And um, like I said, you know, we got a whole mini camp and you got training camp. They're only going to get much better just having the, the repetition and, and keep on, you know, hammering away at learning the system. Yeah, I'll tell you more. Barrios, you know, you could throw Barrios in there. More Barry as long as they resign him. More Barrios, Carter, Wilson. It's that looks pretty good. Got fans really excited. Uh, Tom Brady, yet again. Uh, you played when he was just starting, pretty much for about a half decade, and he comes in is pro- probably his last appearance on the road against the Jets, unless he plays for another eight years, which you know don't count that out. Uh, and he just steals it at the end. I mean, it. It was the Jets defense played well all day, disguised a lot of coverage, just confused them, started man pre-snap, went to zone. I, I think it was either, it was probably a cover two, too deep on that on that touchdown, and Riley just couldn't get over. Brady does it again. What can you say? A lot of Jets fans have hated him. I think it's at this point, they just throw their hands up in the air and say, hey, tip of the cap. Listen, I'm watching the drive. The clock's ticking. They got no timeouts. And mm-hmm. I said to my son, I still look at him. He's like, well, I said, just look at the guy. There's no, you know, stress. There's no emergency. I'm like, this guy looks cool as a cucumber. And I'm watching him and I'm just like, he's done this a million times, you know, to to the to the clock, you know, it's winding down. Mm-hmm. And he drew a touchdown. I wasn't shocked. I was praying they'd win and hold on for another 15 seconds, but this is something he's done his whole career. And it's frustrating to watch. You know, it's it's amazing to watch. You know, as the as a, a football fan, but as a Jet fan, it's freaking terrible to watch. But uh, it's tough. You yeah. give that guy too much time, and that's what's going to happen. Yeah, my uh, defensive high school football coach self and me was saying, Sal has got to call timeout right before the snap on one of these plays because yeah. they were hurrying up, and Brady knows hurry up, advantage him because right. everyone's tired, but you. When you're especially playing, even if it's quarters, quarters or cover two, if that corner has to come up to the curl flat, that safety, that's tough to play deep pass while tired. So I thought Salah should have called timeout, but hey, what are you going to do? No, nah, you can't second guess everything. Yeah. You know, they, they played everything as good as they could. They had the right coverages. Listen, what are we talking an inch or two? And that yeah. guy had to flex that ball. Yeah. And I like Riley too. He's been a know. great player. Yeah. So, um, you know, what are you going to do? You lost to the to best quarterback that ever played. But, you know, it was, it was something to learn from. But they played a hell of a game. They deserved to win. It's a shame they didn't get it. But hopefully, you know, going up to Buffalo, they could end the season on a great note. What do you think about the uh, ill-fated fourth and two sneak now? Um, 
you know what? I was trying to guess what they were going to do. I always do that with my son. And I'm like looking at the formation. I thought maybe they'd try a little uh, stick route yeah. or a quick out route, Barrios, or roll him out a little bit, you know, where he could pass it or maybe run for the first. Um, and then I saw the QB sneak and I was confused. I was like, I said, my son, I was like, it was fourth and two, right? I wasn't like a couple inches. And he didn't get it. And I was ashamed. But um, you know, I listened to the to the to radio afterwards and and heard uh Coach Salah talk about, you know, what what they wanted to do and, and what what didn't happen. Like, you know, he he said that um LaFleur should have said, just hand it off no matter what. Yeah. Um to Barris. But regular in game, you know, not fourth down at the end of the game, the situation where it's a read. And yes. Zach read it the way he was supposed to. Um, is a little too far to get. He, you know, so you know, who who do you blame? I mean, he could he could have said hand it off no matter what, but you know, he took it upon to say that the, the coaches made the mistake, not Zach. But um, it just you know, it's a shame it didn't work out. Who knows what would have happened if he gave the Barrios a look like he would have got it. But um, like I said, they played a hell of a game. It's just such a shame that they didn't win, but um, something they're gonna learn from. Yeah, and who can you blame? You can't blame one person. It's a team thing. Uh, both parties were covering for the other, Sala right. with Wilson, Wilson with Sala. And, and for those, there's a lot of confusion out there on social media. If, let me break it down real quick. When someone says option, he, there was an option on the play. It's not as if Zach Wilson could just choose which one to do. You know, right. that's not the way it works. Even if it's a read option, you're reading that side, the play side edge. And if he, if he crashes down, you're keeping it. So, when someone says option, and you, you had to think there was an option on that play, rarely there isn't uh, these days. It's about reads. And he saw that the A-gap uh, to one of either sides was open, and that was his read. If it's there, if that's open, it's there. Salah and the floor just wish they communicated that, hey, this is really a fourth and inches play, but it's fourth and two. You know, hand it off to Berrios. So that's pretty much what happened. And like I said, like you said, Wayne, it's it's a shame for sure. Yeah. Well, like I said, you can't go back and second guess it. You know, right. like you said, they're both, you know, defending each other. Um, but it, it just didn't work out. I'm not blaming Zach and I'm not certainly not blaming the coaching staff. It was just right. a miscommunication. It happens. Um, so you just chalk it up that way. And like I said, look forward to next week. Yeah. And it, one last thing from this one, third quarter, Antonio Brown. What did you, first of all, I was in the press box. I completely missed it. I don't know how I missed it, what I was doing. And the guy right next to me, so he, he said, uh, you can count on Antonio Brown for a story, huh? Always count on him. And I just said, yeah, in general, because, yeah, uh, yeah I missed it. But once I found out, I was, holy smokes, how did I not see this? Yeah, my um, the uh, my son's kids that were there just said Antonio Brown quit. I don't know if they were reading it on the media or what they saw it. Uh, and then I saw, you know, on, on Instagram what happened and watching them you know, throw a hissy fit and throw everything in the stands and walk off and like kind of do jumping jacks to the crowd. Mm -hmm. it, it, for that guy, it's all about me. Look at me. You know, I mean, his team's winning, team's playing hard. It's all about looking at me with that guy. And you want to, people will kill to be in his situation, not even as good as him, just to be in the league. And that guy just throws it away. I understand people have issues that we don't know about. Personal issues, private life issues. Um, and he's got, you know, teammates 
you know, Tom Brady comes to his defense saying, you know, we care about him. We love him. We want him, you know, to be able to deal with things. He, and he I lived do with too. Brady. He lived listen, with Brady. Yeah. I, listen, he just threw it all away, man, for no reason. Yeah. Just stay on the sideline for another, what, 10 minutes? No reason to go out there and, and, and you know, be destructive uh, to the team and all that stuff. Like I said, I don't like I don't like players like that, mm-hmm. and I think I'm right for saying that. I'm sure a lot of people agree with me. You have, like I said, I don't know what's going on with his private life, but it was a spectacle that didn't need to happen to take away from his team's win, and I think they're going to be better off without him. Yeah, and and like you said, people deal with problems that most you don't even know about most of them, you know. So you have to assume that, but it, it's about effort and. He just doesn't put in the effort where where it looks like, okay, he's really trying. That's the problem. Listen, I will give him the benefit of the doubt. I have stuff going on with my life now, and I had stuff going on with my life when I played, and you deal with it. But you don't need to do that in front of 70,000 people Yeah, and say, look at me. Like I said, he's kind of run himself out of a couple different places now. And, and why would you want to deal with that? You know, he was one of the top three, top five receivers in the league when he was with Pittsburgh. but. Something changed in him, yeah. and I don't know what that is, but uh, no sense in wasting more time on that. All right, so the Jets dropped this one, unfortunately, 4-12 and 12 on the year, which is strange that there's one game left at 4-12. and 12. You know, I, I won't be able to get used to that, as I keep writing 2021, 20, too. Uh, that, that takes me a month as well to get used to. But, um, you know, going into Buffalo next week on the road, uh, they're big underdogs early. Uh, what could we expect in this one? Uh, I expect them to come out and play hard, um, just like it did the past couple of weeks. Tough place to play. I'm not sure are there are any implications for Buffalo that they would arrest guys. Are they, are they in a situation to do that? No, they're battling right now with the Pats for they could still win the division. And uh, yeah, so they're in the thick of it. Yeah, it's, it's a tough place to play, especially in January. It's wet. It's cold. It's miserable. You know, the fans are are crazy. But, yeah, uh, Bill's Mafia. Yeah, they're going to go in there and they're going to play hard. Um, it, it'd be great to end the year uh, on a high note. Um, you know, it's going to be very difficult, but thank you go up there and win. You know, it'd be nice, a uh, nice way to to go into the off season. Absolutely, and and Jets fans, you know, what do you, what do you? A month makes the world a difference. You know, a month, month and a half ago, they weren't feeling great. Now things are starting to click, and that's one good thing. Coaching, good coaching shows up over the course of a full season, it improves during the season. And that's what we're seeing with Salah, LaFleur. Uh, defense still has a long way to go, but but did good against Brady. Did a lot of interesting things that I didn't think would work, and they worked. Uh, how do you think this regime is coming along? Should Jets fans be extremely giddy going into the offseason or, or tempered? Uh, how would you grade Douglas and Salah? I'd grade them very high. They said where they were in the beginning of the year, middle of the year. Um, they're competitive every week now, and that's all you can ask for if you're you're a Jet fan. The wins will come. I understand that. You know they were hoping to have more wins than that. But listen, Coach Salah has done a great job having these you know guys remain you know together as a team, offense, defense together, um, and they've played hard. And like I said, that's all you can ask for. And as far as Joe Douglas, I mean this draft went well. I mean between Zach Throne and Elijah. You know, Veer Tucker blocking the two Michael Carter's playing and everything they got in free agency. I mean, I think they did a great job. And the more time they spend together, 
you know, another year of free agency. And I got two top 10 picks. Like I said, Jeff fans should be optimistic. And I say that every year and I know fans are every year, but uh, this isn't the same old Jets. I I think uh, things are going to change next year and, and change pretty quickly. Yeah. It's so different. I mean, we talked about it in the past. It's not just the personnel. It's so much more. It's everything. Douglas recognizes that. And it takes time sometimes. And Wilson, I think he's the real deal. You know, I, I was hoping and writing that the Jets would draft him and go in that direction. They did. And he's really coming on strong. And, hey, we'll see how it uh, winds up in Orchard Park. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was sick of, like, the, you know, Zach should be a backup or they should get rid of Zach. Yeah. That was a waste to pick. This was in the middle of the year. Like, and then when Mike White came and I had that game, I'm like, listen. Zach Wilson is the quarterback now and, and in the future and a long future. Yep. Stop that. It's, you know he, I mean? he can do things that most quarterbacks, 99% of quarterbacks can't. His release, his mobility, throwing from every platform, it's ridiculous. Yeah, he, and he's young. Yeah. It's the first year in this system. First year dealing with everything, you know, coming from, you know, Provo to New York City. You know, it's an adjustment period for anybody, let alone, you know, a high pick that's expected to, to, to give Jeff Williams the world. Yeah, so, he, um, he was walking he, around. He's the quarterback. He's the guy we want. He's the guy that we need. And he's going to be a big reason that we turned around. Absolutely. He was walking around Morristown. I saw a video the other day. He just, he's getting, he's exploring northern New Jersey. What did I see? Yeah, beautiful northern New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. I don't know, man. As a fan and as a former Jet, like I said, I was at the game yesterday and we left disappointed, but it wasn't the rumblings that I heard walking through the park line, right. walking out of the stadium. People weren't like completely down. I know we, you know, weren't expected to win the game, but, you know, people were like, all right, you know, we got a pretty solid team here. We just, things haven't worked out with us in every game, but, uh, like I said, it was just a different feeling leaving that game yesterday. 100%. Jets fans, we're going to do a uh, monthly Q&A, sort of virtual meet and greet with Wayne Corbett. Um, head over to jetsxfactor.com and click on the Underdog Jets podcast men- option in the menu. We'll also link it in the description on YouTube and uh, wherever you get your podcasts. So inquire, become a subscriber to inquire. Use promo code 80, which gets you a discount and gives you a better chance of getting in the uh, the first meet and greet, which will be available to a, you know, a handful, good handful of subscribers. Yeah, sign up. It would be great. You know, I'm uh, you know, available to, uh, to, to talk to the fans and, and answer all your questions, you know, whatever they may be, you know, past and present, you know, my career or the current Jets. Um, but it's something we want to do, you know, pretty often. So uh, sign up. Uh, it'd be worth your while. Also rate and review at iTunes and visit jetsxvector.com to um, check it out. The, the meet and greet inquire with your question. And away we go. Wayne, any final thoughts till we talk again next Monday after Buffalo? No, like I said, tough one. But uh, like I said, reason for optimism from Zach across the board to the coaching staff. So uh, please, let's get a win next week so we have a great uh, podcast. But either way, we'll see you uh, next week. Keep the faith, Jets fans. Keep the faith. Until next time.